And just like that, just like the back peak of nobody's home on the Cheap Seats Network. Can't believe we're back. We're back here for another episode of Nobody's Home on the Cheap Seats Network. My name is Chase Brown. I'm here with my co-host, Evan Boffman. What's going on today, bud? How you uh, doing? I'm doing pretty good, bud. You know, can't complain. Another week, another uh, week of wrestling to recap. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm pumped to get into it, man. Plenty of things going on in the wrestling world this weekend, but also on this episode, particularly, we'll be talking about a little bit more than wrestling. I told you guys on the first episode, if you're not a wrestling fan, you could stick around. Today is one of those days where you you stick around. But before we get into all of our talk today, we're going to be talking about the NFL draft, the last dance documentary, and of course, this week in wrestling, topped off with our favorite Triple H moment since we're celebrating 25 years in the game. But before we get to that, I just want to say thank you to everyone who may be listening to us or watching us on YouTube or anything else. The episodes have been really doing great, and we can't thank you guys enough for that. So just keep supporting, keep plugging in, and keep doing your thing. You can find us on Plenty of Seats underscore on Twitter, Plenty of Seats on Instagram, and then, of course, our YouTube channel where we post Nobody's Home, we post The Cheap Seats, and other shows that are continue to come out and come up. So keep plugging in and keep on your on your Apple Podcasts, or your Spotify's, or your Anchors, or your Google Plays, keep plugging into that. Keep rating us five stars. Keep writing nice reviews. We really appreciate it. The stuff helps us out tremendously. Evan, tell them, tell them how much it helps. It it helps a lot. You know, uh, <laughs> I it helps me pay my bills. It's true. And, uh, you know, it really gets me in the door with a lot of a lot of uh, people that I want to work for. You know, <laughs> I've had already many people contact me. They're hitting them up. AW. They're hitting them up. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, man, we heard you, and we like we like what you got." (laughs) And I'm like, "Listen, I go nowhere without my big my big friend Chase Brown." So it's true. We're a package package deal, deal, man. Evan, go. Evan is Evan. That's that'd be a good that'd be a good tag, a faction (laughs) or something. Uh, We we uh, we're a package deal. So Evan has turned down offers from. Holy wrestling and the WWE to hang out with you guys. So that's pretty important and pretty special. You're a good guy for that, Evan. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, I want to give the content to our fans and our fans only. So, Hey, that's, that's what we're going to do. And I, I think uh, we should be the package deal. should be our tag team name. I think that, <laughs> I think that that's a good idea. Do you have, before we, before we like get into our news of the day, just have you thought of a personal wrestler persona before? Like if you were called up to the big leagues, yeah. do you have a character in mind? Do you have a finishing move in mind? Yeah, no, I would, um, my character, I would like to be a bad guy. Um, okay. I would, but I would like to be like, kind of like early Kurt Angle where you're so like naive, like you're so good and you're so naive to it that like everything you do though is like great so like yeah. i would get sneaky wins but then at, at the end of the day be like i just worked hard man like i gotta thank you guys <laughs> you guys in the fit and the, the students right there like oh, i'm the so nefarious. happy yeah and, like everyone's doing and like then it's slowly like you know you're cheating it's like no i'm not like i'm not i'm working hard man like i work <laughs> just as hard as you do um my finisher um i've thought about this before when i used to play the uh the like smackdown versus raw games i always went I always went to like um, the creator the creator mode, and I came up with one. I'm not big enough to do this in real life, but it's it's a power bomb, but it's called like a tiger bomb, and you okay. spin. Yeah, like you get them up here, and then you spin like halfway around 180, and then you plant them. 
I've always thought just like, cause I love the finishers that can be reworked into like different moves, you know, like the switch oh, yeah. music, For RKO, sure. you can out of nowhere. So I just always imagine like getting hit with the 619, the Mysterios coming and do like the West Coast pop. <laughs> and I just grab them and spin them and throw it like, I just thought that would be a really cool counter finisher. So we'll go with a, a spinning sit down power ball. It's my, <laughs> it's my finishing move. Very five, intricate. All five, ten and a half of me. It's going to be nailing people. Are you, do you have a, you have, a, you have your wrestler's name? Do you have a, you have a name or are you going by Evan Boffman? <laughs> um, I don't think, I don't think, I think Evan Boffman might be good just because like the most white meat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you might get a little bit of a pop on that. Yeah. yeah um, I would like to be known as Ev the Boff Boffman. So like my my short name would be the Boff. And I like then, that. Yeah, and then uh, in like one of my things, I would cough, but I would say mm-hmm. Boff. So like Boff, Boff, I Boff. I, I don't like that as much. Yeah, no, it's okay. Man. We're workshopping. We're workshopping this. <laughs> that one I don't like as much. <laughs> I was on board with you until that coughing thing. The coughing gimmick is going to get you thrown out of the door. It, it, it really wouldn't. It, yeah, it wouldn't work in this day and age either. Like as soon as like half of my gimmick would have to be put away because of the worldwide it's pandemic. Like you can't. So like you can't just start coughing. People are worried. <laughs> As for as for me, yeah, um, this is something I've been thinking about for uh, like a decade plus, <laughs> for sure, decade and a half. Um, I my character's name is Chance R or yes, Chance S Rover. Okay. Um, so he's a he's a cool guy. He's pretty lackadaisical. His thing is that he's a fan. He's just a fan of everybody. He likes okay. everybody. He likes watching everybody perform and do their yeah. stuffs. But there are so when he wrestles people that he likes, they're usually like really fun matches where the person he's opposing gets off all of their signatures moves and will probably most likely win with their like finisher. Yeah. That's usually how his matches goes. When he wrestles the people that he likes and that he kind of respects or looks up to. When he faces the people that he doesn't like or that he doesn't respect or look up to, the matches are hard. The wrestling style is different. It's yeah. it's it's a lot more brutal and forceful. He doesn't really let them get off their signatures or their finishers. It's it's more of like a, I'm holding you down type of thing. Like I don't want anybody in this arena to like see you do anything yeah. cool because I don't like you. Yeah. So I don't want them to like you either type of thing. So you're very much like playing to the crowd, like the guys that you like, you're, you want them to get their stuff off. So correct crowd, but then the guys you don't like, Mm -hmm. you will play a little more towards the bad guy side and, you know, literally do whatever it takes to not let them get off their big crowd popping. Absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. And, um, chance S Rover, because your chances are over. Oh, I see what you mean. I like that a lot. I thought you were going to go with like a Red Rover pun there. That could work too. Okay. I, w- I would. Red Rover, Red Rover, a chance is calling you over. Yeah, like dude, that. that would be a great. <laughs> Imagine that, like a, like a backstage <laughs> promo. I'm just standing. I'm just standing here. Tra- uh, chance ass Rover here. Uh, but what do you think about tonight's match? Like, oh, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> chance Rover, Chance Rover. <laughs> Send the boff on over. Just in the ball, on over. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> yeah, and then that's like that's the big crowd. Like that's that's your big crowd pop. It's like at the yeah. end of every promo, you're like, 
Chance Rover, Chance Rover. <laughs> Send the hot dog guy on over because I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That'll there's be not, dope. There's truthfully not enough of that kind of stuff, I, I feel. If we I don't think so either. Tan- like, there's just too much like, I'm going to beat him. Like, okay, I get I'm, that. I'm going to win this match yeah. because... I'm going to overcome. Yeah. Like, all right. Well, that's why. That's why. Fine. Like, even though like it's their shtick and they do it every time. That's why I love Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar because it's a fight. Yes. You know, he comes right. out and he's like, he's gonna win. He's like, mm-hmm. why? Because he's Brock Lesnar, <laughs> and it's just like he is the reigning defense. Like, yeah. you gotta have a shtick, right. you know. Like, and then like you look at obviously the Attitude Era guys. All they all did. You know, like The Rock would come out. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter what your name is. They got to eat your vitamins, mm-hmm. brother. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, there's just not enough of that, like, playful, like, it, like they're going so far into the realism spectrum with being right. wrestlers now that mm-hmm. you met. We talked about this before on this podcast. So go check out our previous episode. But the lack of characters in, right. in wrestling nowadays is, is ve- like, very disheartening. Mm-hmm. because you could tell anything about guys when they would come out like you know like val venus what sure. is he just a mm-hmm. just a sexy dude like he just like sex. <laughs> that's his character it's like yeah. uh jeff jarrett it's like okay this guy has a guitar he's coming out wearing like douche sunglasses he usually has like a girl on his arm like this guy is probably like a douchebag like okay i get that like it makes sense like you're presenting me with ideas like we just have people coming up just like in their trunks or and their pants and they're just like yeah come on crowd and it's like that's not like why do i why am i buying into you i don't care i don't care about your struggle yeah even the bad guys it's like why are you bad it's like because i don't like the fans it's like why don't you like the fans because they don't like me it's like oh (laughs) all right cool back in the day back in the day it was like you know these sinister undertones that you would have like mankind was originally like a heel and right. he was just crazy. He like he, right. he didn't really have a reason. He was just like insane. And he would cut mm-hmm. these like Jake the Snake Roberts, like not physically imposing, but he would talk so methodically, so slow, you believed it. And now right. it's and now it's just is basically the same the same thing over and over again. <laughs> well, hopefully we can um I think that hopefully this this crowd this time can try to improve that. There are no, some I, things yeah. that they've been doing already that right. I've kind of been more interested in than before and surely we'll be talking about some of that because some of that happened this week yes we'll get into it and there's there's a couple notes that i would like to get into when we discuss this week's shows but we will get into that so keep keep listening and uh you'll you'll hear it for sure keep doing the things man keep doing the things you guys are doing great so why don't we why don't we go ahead and do it evan let's go ahead and get into our pre-show for today's episode i didn't read off the date because i'm not sure what the date is i think it's april 27th it's a Monday. Yes. Um, thanks Monday. for hang. Thanks for hanging out with us today, um, yeah. guys. Again. So let's get into our pre-show. Our pre-show today, we're talking a little bit about the NFL draft that happened this past weekend, and also the third and fourth episodes of the Last Dance Bulls documentary that have been airing on ESPN. Um, we're just going to talk about a little bit of that, chop it up a little bit. Just uh, I didn't. I didn't partake in the draft. Evan didn't partake in the last stance. So we're just going to kind of give our highlights for each other and and go about it that way. So Evan, NFL draft happened this weekend. Yeah. You are, uh, we've talked, I think we, we've either talked about it on this episode or an episode of the cheap seats. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead and watch every episode of every show just to make sure. 
but you are big into football, fantasy football, all of those right. things. So this is, uh, I'm glad that, I will say that I'm glad that um, social distancing is happening, that these stay order at home orders are happening right now, because this is for me the worst time to hang out with my friends. The, the, from the from the NFL draft starting till about January, it's pretty unbearable. <laughs> um, <laughs> as someone who doesn't partake in the NFL or fantasy football or anything like that, it's usually it's that's usually what we're we're geared towards. So I'm I'm really glad I don't have to see you guys um, <laughs> for the time being. But while while we have you here, what was a what was a draft like this weekend? Then was it was it as you expected, business yeah. as usual, or were things a little different? Yeah, no. Um, just to speak on your point too. Yeah, it's with our friend circle. It's it's kind of hard to get away from the NFL talk, especially when the summer kicks around and fantasy football starts up. So there's usually a period where chase goes a little dormant from us just because i understand I, I do because it's usually 24 7 football talk and it's a little overbearing but at the same time the draft i thought draft went as about as good as anyone could expect with the circumstances given you know they they were very worried they did a couple mock runs of it earlier in the week just to make sure the technology aspect would work for the sure. teams that need to communicate with each other and you know try to trade picks and whatnot but surprisingly it was a very you know first round went very by the numbers not a lot of big trades which a lot of people were talking about big trades happening and um yeah i think this year teams got mostly affected just because they couldn't get uh physical measurements or like physicals done on a lot of the prospects that were coming out of school who had injury concerns who might have had character concerns so a lot of those face-to-face physical meetings did not happen Hmm. so i don't know what play that had to play in it but as far as a watching perspective, I, I've been watching the draft. It's one of my favorite things in the entire year, every year, since I was about 10 years old. So almost 14 years going on now. And um, it was just great to see. Um, I know we talked a little bit about this before we went on. The uh, the GMs and coaches with their families and how they yeah. interact there. And to see that all the prospects got to be at home with their families. And um, it, that's always my favorite part is to see that reaction to it. Yeah, I mean, you work mm-hmm. your entire life for something and you finally get drafted, you know? Like, Absolutely, yeah. I couldn't imagine that. And, like, the payday that comes with it, you know? It's not oh, yeah. always the biggest paydays. You know, some people might fizzle out, only have three or four years in the NFL. But they still get a good underlying guarantee if they get drafted, especially in those first three rounds. So, sure. um, I thought the draft went fantastic this weekend. They did it about as best they could uh, production-wise, and mm-hmm. I always just love to see hard work pay off for these guys. So it was a great thing, man. Great thing. You're uh, For the people know, I know this obviously, you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Correct, sir. On that end, as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers draft goes, I mean, you see pieces moving around. There's been a lot of, I would say, drama and turmoil surrounding the Steelers for yeah. – you would probably say the past couple of years. I would say the past ten, <laughs> as an objective, as as an outside source. Yeah. But um, so was this draft as a Steelers fan? Was this something that you know you said good? Like these are these are a couple of guys that I can look forward to coming and join the squad. Or how do you feel as a Steelers fan? Yeah, um, as a Steelers fan, I am always pretty biased as far as their selections, just because we've had a good track record with drafting. And most of our talent is from drafting. So I trust in the process. I trust in Kevin Colbert, our general manager, Mike Tomlin, the scouts and all that. Uh, This year, we did not have a first round pick because we traded that for Minka Fitzpatrick, who went on to be an all pro safety 
Uh, so like, you know, great first round pick there. That yeah. was a good way to start. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I'm just, uh, we got Chase Claypool. He's a wide receiver from Notre Dame with our first pick. He's 6'4", 238. So he's he's very big. And um, I love that pick with Ben Roethlisberger's 38, going to be 39 this year. So it's it's necessary to surround him with weapons while uh, he's deteriorating. Mm-hmm. Um, they The Steelers did a good job of addressing all their needs in the sure. draft. They, um, they're they very NFL playoff-ready team right now with Ben coming back, so they added some quality depth at positions that they needed to add, and nice. I was very, very happy to see that. But on the contrary, uh, when Chase was a football watcher, he was a Bengals fan. That's true. And I think he still has some roots with the Bengals. I'm not sure. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I have, I have little to no <laughs> I have little to no roots with the Cincinnati Bengals organization. I will tell you this. I still have I still have a couple of t-shirts, maybe some hats. Yeah. Um I uh, I haven't I haven't watched I haven't watched a game of football, a full game of football, I'll say, yeah. since 2017, I don't think, or 18, 18, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, maybe eighteen or seventeen. Um, it's been, but it's been a while since yeah. I've like been into it. But I, you know, I received plenty of text messages um, this weekend about Joe Burrow, and it's like <laughs> that's great, like good, good on them, good on. I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't care. Um, I was so just as, gonna say because I think that the Bengals had a good draft, the Browns yeah. and Ravens all had a good draft. So, so the North yeah. is looking kind of strong. Then you think? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And I will, I will say to, to close this whole conversation. Uh, out about the NFL draft and my fandom. I have literally been a fan of the Steelers, like I said, since I was probably seven years old, like obsessed with football. And my mm-hmm. one my one desire this year, it's going to sound counterproductive, but I want to watch less football because I feel like I've been watching so much football on okay. Sunday. It goes from one o'clock until about midnight when the True. games end. And I literally, that's all I do is watch football. Mm-hmm. And you waste an entire day doing that so <laughs> my goal this year and it's i i want to still watch the game still pay attention because i love it obviously mm-hmm. but it, you got to have a little more of a life in the fall <laughs> it's it just it's you can't do like sure. in college it worked in high school it worked but like mm-hmm. when when i have a job and i have friends <laughs> and all this stuff like it, you notice it and you notice right. You know, sitting at my bar for <laughs> twelve hours on a Sunday and not moving—like, so why is my ass so numb? Yeah, it has an effect. Like, I gained <laughs> like twenty pounds over the last football seasons because I wouldn't do anything on Sunday. Just Sunday, yeah. It was just a whole day. So I think that. Well, I mean, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, the NFL season is able to pick up and 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 happen this year. Hopefully, oh, yeah. we don't ha- have to have another you know instance of another sport being delayed or, or canceled or anything of that nature. Yeah, I'll tell but you. What, I think you'll I think, I think you'll figure it out. Yeah, I think if the NFL gets canceled, then that's the point in which that I like. Obviously, the NBA, the NHL, the MLB, I've already postponed stuff. Right. But if this all this is still going on, the NFL gets like canceled when it comes mm-hmm. to August. That's the point, honestly, in which I guess in a bigger, bigger spectrum, it's because that's so close to me, you know, that, sure. hit, that hits so close to home. Mm-hmm. So if that got canceled too, then I would actually be like, wow, like what have we You'd been be dealing dumb with for, man? Yeah. Like what have we been dealing with this whole time? I mm-hmm. would, it would, it would put it in a lot bigger of a perspective for me, I guess. Very true. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, What's WWE that? stuff's already been canceled. I watch all the sports, but like the NFL mm-hmm. is like that's that's the one. You that's know? your that's your main stake. Yeah, right. so that would be like wow. Like now things are are legit real. Yeah, man, it's uh crazy, crazy times out there. Regardless, hopefully we do get to see. Well, I, mean, I should let me rephrase that. Hopefully you get to see an NFL season uh, this this uh, this year. Uh, rooting on you for that. Yeah. Anything else as far as the draft goes, guys? No, I I just um like I said, I I always get like I I'm a very emotional guy for mm-hmm. the viewers out there. Uh, Chase knows this. My friends know this. I'm. I, I'm right there with you, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm prone to get teary-eyed in, in certain situations. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> seeing some of those guys, like, celebrate with their families and just, like, bring like being brought to tears over their dreams mm-hmm. coming true, like, that's the stuff that I will look back at and, like, watch again just because I, it's just one of those – you don't get to see the, a lot of those true heartfelt moments. And I think overall, true. I think – and we can speak about this with, with the Last, da- Last Dance documentary too, so mm-hmm. we'll go right into that. Sports as a whole, including wrestling too, um, they they elicit emotion from people. Sure. They, they create these emotional reactions. And um, yeah, well, at the end of the day, it's putting a ball in a hoop or throwing a ball downfield or scripted wrestling. Mm-hmm. It still like elicits that emotion from people because you see it with the people that are actually involved. You see the passion. You sure. see the faith. You see the camaraderie that comes with sports and how – teammates how close they are and they're fighting for each other and I, that those are the qualities in which that like really draws me to sports right. and and to basketball football wrestling all of that mm-hmm. yeah man I, I i i like that too the sense of just the sense of community with anything is i think yeah. really important and really really strong especially in the sports world i mean like you like you mentioned you have people who I mean, they've gone months and months. I know we had the WNBA draft a couple of weeks ago, I think, right? Um, the, WNBA, the WNBA draft occurred, and, you know, we've had wrestling. But for the most part, since the stoppage of the NBA, which has been about five weeks now, a little more, we've seen people – we've seen this emptiness around everyone, around this like these, these sports communities. No MLB – uh, NFL, we can't really do things normally. We're going to have to wait and see, type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 nice to see that people are able to and ingest these things again, especially with the Last Dance documentary, where the last dance, the, the thing about the Last Dance is that it's not necessarily new information. What you're what you're seeing happening and unfold on the screen, you can learn by doing a Google search or opening up YouTube. Yeah. These are it's just it's we're. But the thing about it is the perspectives that you're getting it from. And I think that is bringing everybody in so much because you just go through Twitter or whatever. Everyone's talking about this this documentary as, as it's airing, um, this, yeah. this live appointment viewing thing that will be for the next few weeks. But, yeah, man, uh, just the first two episodes I was really impressed with. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this, this past Sunday, yesterday, was a dredge to get to as far as that, because I really wanted to see the rest of this thing unfold. I think the two episodes at a time works really well. If there were one episode at a time, um, I would, would not, would not be loving that, but the two episodes at a time model works really well. And just with the third and fourth episode that premiered last night, the first one 
was pretty heavily focused on Dennis Rodman, his involvement in the organization. And, yeah. and it was a really, really good episode. Um, I, I really just like the ins and I, like I said, the perspective, you're getting the perspective of these people firsthand. It's not like we're just seeing the footage and then we have a narration or anything like that. It's like, we're seeing all of this, which a lot of it's crazy footage of, yeah. And you're seeing them talk about it firsthand. And another thing that they incorporated in the, I think they may have done it in the third episode, but the fourth episode especially, which was more of a, of a Phil Jackson approach um, and, and focus. The fourth episode, you know, they, they got pretty heavily into, <coughs> excuse me, um, okay. that's not. It's not what you think it is. It's not what you, you have think water. <laughs> I do have water. Um, but yeah, with the with the Phil with the Phil Jackson end of it, um, they did this really interesting thing where they would have the interview go on in some parts of it, or have like, for example, Isaiah Thomas talking about the Detroit Pistons and the and the Los An and the Chicago Bulls going yeah. to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right? Mm -hmm. They'd have they have it's perspective on it, and then. They'd cut to Jordan and they'd be like, hey, like this is what Isaiah was saying about the thing. And then Jordan would be like, no, I don't want to hear that bullshit. Whatever he's saying is bullshit. Like yeah. if he's not talking about him being an asshole, then he's lying. Like I don't yeah. care <laughs> type of thing. And it's like, damn, like you're seeing like you're 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 watching uh you're watching Jordan put down put back the put back the brown liquor and you're watching him smoke on a cigar and and really just like drop drop Fox everywhere. Yeah. Really explicit documentary, which I love about it. Oh yeah. And, um, and I think they just do it. It's so perfectly mastered and crafted. I think too. I'm yeah, really, I, really enjoying I'm, it. I, I was telling you before that I'm, I'm going to wait until it's all done to kind of breeze through it and um, watch it on ESPN plus. But the biggest, the question that I have as um, just for anyone who would watch it. So I'll ask you, yeah. As, through the first four episodes, has your opinion on uh, Michael Jordan changed? I yes, mean, he has. He has come out and said, "Like you guys will not like what you see, like when you watch this. Like I, he was not the same guy that people made him out to be. Not saying he was a bad man or anything, right. but like yeah. when they talk about his competitiveness and his intensity, sure, like, they're not joking. So, like, yeah. if you if you don't mind, speak a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, for for me and my perspective, at at the very least, it, I am a, I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan. Yeah. So I'm I've seen Jordan around a lot recently. I've seen him kind of interacting and doing his thing and going around. I've I've seen this kind of modern era of Jordan more more so than I don't know if. I, um, I mean, I'm, uh, other people obviously have seen too, but being a Hornets fan, I'm kind of like, you know, I, I see, I, I'm pretty closely intertwined with what he has going on mm -hmm. currently, but it's so weird to look back and see like, like small things like him shitting on Jerry Krause or talking to reporters. Like we took care of you. We took care of you. We we're going to take care of you tonight. Like your predictions or your predictions suck. Like we're not getting swept. We're not out of here. We're not losing in five games, any of that. Like we are the team mm -hmm. just seeing like how all over and in every Avenue of everything he was in and how like it, it makes me miss want to visit that era of the NBA very badly because for the most part, what I've seen about that is highlights and, and old games, old hardwood classics, things like that, whatever. But seeing this side of, of Jordan and just like the side of the people in the league at the time in general, mm -hmm. it, 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 it seemed pretty, 
pretty cutthroat as far as what was going on, what they had to do on the court and off and off of the court. It yeah. seemed pretty, pretty cutthroat. Something I definitely and I definitely see Jordan very differently than I than I have before. Um, mostly, I think of him as kind of like you know the I pretty much no nonsense kind of leaderish dude. But I mean, you know, he's a it, it seems obviously from these few episodes that have been released, he's a he's a goofy guy that's really passionate about you know his his stuff, and he's not going to let anybody come in the way of any type of success that he wants. Yeah, I mean that's that sounds like Michael Jordan, you know. He's yeah. he's the goat. That's what people call him. There's, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that and you you can speak to that too about comparing it to the, today's NBA. That cutthroat sure. mentality and that's where a lot of complaints come in from guys like Jordan, Charles Barkley, Isaiah mm-hmm. Thomas, you know. They're like they're too buddy buddy, you know, like everyone's too friendly with each other now. The competitiveness is kind of lost and well, I think that it's it lies somewhere between those two points. Right. You know, I don't think that it's so buddy buddy that it's bad, but I do think there can be a little more competitive edge sure. when it comes to it. And um, like, I in, speak- go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, like, I think in the first episode, Jordan was they were talking about Jordan golfing with some of the Celtics players, like yeah. during in between games for the yeah. finals, like the Easter Conference Finals. So, go ahead. Yeah, I was just I, I was gonna say specifically when it when it comes to people want to talk about that bulls team and how they won, you know, six titles and Mm -hmm. how stacked they were. And, but people forget the only, they brought in a couple of guys. It wasn't just like a homegrown built team. Yeah. Michael and Scotty were, but they brought in Dennis Rodman, who at the time was like one of the best defensive and rebounding players in the NBA. Mm -hmm. So people want to harp on like LeBron teamed up with Dwayne Wade and Bosch, but it's like Jordan didn't do it alone either though. You know, right. so it just came about differently. And then that this era of like super teams, when we talk mm-hmm. about it in the NBA today, you know, it kind of, I don't want to say originated with the Bulls, but that was like the first dynasty super team that I can at least point to in the NBA. Obviously, you, you look back, you could say the 70s, like the Celtics with Bill Russell and all that. But when mm-hmm. you talk about modern NBA, every player now looks at Jordan, you know, like right. in the same way that players and five, 10 years, we'll look at LeBron, you know, mm-hmm. like LeBron is the guy you grew up with the main, like Kobe, you know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. We'll, we'll say that right away. Um, LeBron, uh, Dwayne Wade, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. These guys grew up on Jordan, you know, even, even some of the n- newer guys grew up on like Kobe and Kobe had that Jordan mentality. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm really interested to watch the last dance documentary. Like yeah. I'm really, really interested to see it. And um, I, I just one more random question about if you don't mind, have yeah, they no dove into like any of the off court Jordan stuff yet? Like the, the gambling, I know his, his father's we, death was, a we haven't, thing. we haven't reached that stuff yet, but the, okay. it, it's, it's, it's coming. The first episode was Jordan centric. The second was about Pippen. The third was Rodman. The, the last was, was Bill Jackson. Bill Jackson. Yeah. So I, 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 I know that we're going to get, I mean, that's stuff that they can't leave out obviously. Um, I think the 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 most off court stuff that they addressed was last night with 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 Rodman. Yeah, um, like that Vegas that that Vegas um, weekend he had yeah. or two days he had. Yeah, um, I think that's mostly what they talked. But you know, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of clips just in the bus before the games. Um, them around in practice, just like talking to each other, doing whatever in the in the locker room, working out. There's a yeah. lot of clips 
that are put together that and they get they get into they get into everything they get into the nitty-gritty so i'm very excited to see how the next six episodes pan out what's yeah, going on I mean, with they, them they and, covered, and how they work out with those first four episodes it seems like they covered the major players pretty well you yeah. know with phil jackson michael jordan scotty pippen right away are probably the three biggest names that people will come up with when they remember those bulls teams. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. I, I really hope that they got footage of Jordan punching Steve Kerr in the face. During I think, game. I think they have to, right? They I mean, that was, that was something I was saying, like they, like, yeah. like there's gotta be something. There. That story is told so many times, especially with what Steve Kerr has turned into winning mm-hmm. three titles with the Warriors. Like, right. They, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's too much. They're at least going to touch on it. Maybe the video. Oh, got to. Yeah. But I'm, I, I was, I'm very also happy to see that they released this early when people mm-hmm. probably, you know, needed it most. And, Absolutely, uh, man. I guarantee ESPN isn't complaining about the ratings either. So no, can't be mad. Can't be mad at all. Like, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. This is a time where we talked about it with like the, the draft people have been kind of void of their 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 sports. Yeah. And even seeing this happening with yeah. uh, you know, the 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 cool music, the cool soundtrack that they're that they're mm-hmm. playing in and and the the just like the information that they're giving and the yeah. perspectives that are in but it's so it's so well done and you know it, it's something that will live on i think for a a really long time i was trying to rack my brain like what what wrestler would i want to see a 10 or what faction or or, or what era what i want to see a 10 part delve in documentary to like if you get one if you get one choice of like one era wow. one faction one time one wrestler like i was trying to rack my brain who would yeah. i pick in that situation that's a fantastic question and off the top yeah. of my head i would have to say i really want to like they've done it to death but like mm-hmm. the monday night wars but i i would just want to focus specifically on wcw and the nwo because yeah. i think with these kind of documentaries what you need mm-hmm. is you need a growth you need like a sustainment period, but then you also, you need the fall. The downfall, right? sure. Absolutely. Yeah, like, so you saw with like Tiger King that came out, like I mm-hmm. had no idea where that was going. And then by the end of the series, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched Tiger King, but yeah, spoiler alert. So don't listen. End of the series, he's in jail. Like, yeah. like that's how it ends. Like it shows like the rise and fall. So I think mm-hmm. it would be really cool to cover the rise of the, of NWO and WCW to the fall of like, I would love to see some backstage footage of that tur- like turmoil between like, hey Hogan, you're gonna lose. He's like, no, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. Like Nash, you're gonna lose. Like mm, that's nice. No, I'm gonna win. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I just think that like that is the interesting stuff that I would like to see. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I I thought I th- the first thing that came to my head was just doing a Connecticut documentary yeah. because when you think about it, I mean, not only the fact that their headquarters being in Stamford. Like that's, I think that's, I think that's a pretty cool thing. Like, you know, have it, have your home, have your home, you know, grown headquarters. Perfect. Perfectly fine. But the fact that there's so much story in life that comes from not only Stephanie, but Shane's involvement to when they were doing, like, I've been, I've been watching some older Smackdowns and when Stephanie's like, she's like 21, 22, like these are her, her storylines where she's like, supposed to be sacrificed to the undertaker but like Tess saves her and then they yeah. get engaged and then triple h drugs her and takes her to vegas and yeah. things and like that old. like she's younger than us she's but... younger than she's younger than we are right now like yeah. with all these storylines i think it's such an interesting thing especially like what's going through vince's head when he's like yeah let's uh let's do the thing where my daughter gets drugged 
Yeah. And then marries like somebody else type of like type of storylines. And I and you have and there's no way that Stephanie McMahon is not like I mean. I don't. I don't want to say. I don't want to say bad word. I don't want to say anything bad about Stephanie McMahon. But she's a very beautiful woman, yeah. and she's very. She's very young at the time. Um. So I mean, like, what was she like? What was she like? Was she mixing up? Was she getting in the mix of the people in the locker room? Like, I'm sure she was. I'm sure she was. Yeah. I mean, there's already like, there's already talks about yeah like, stuff like that happening. But you know, we don't want to spew like just hearsay here. Right. So we'll we'll keep that. Hush, we'll keep that. But, yeah. And but then. That would be a great, really great. That's like the McMahons, period. Yeah, like no. just them, like their whole, like they had a freaking storyline where Vince would make out with Trish Stratus in front of his comatose, drugged sure. wife. Sure, like, <laughs> like the, the lengths that he's gone to and put his own family to. Yes, like is like that's why people want to talk on Vince McMahon and they want to talk crap on him all they want. Yes, I agree that he could be crazy and everything, but like this dude would not do anything to anyone else that he wouldn't do to himself. Correct. Like, uh, like uh, he, he had Kane electrocute his son's testicles. Like, <laughs> like still the same thing happened, you know? Right. And yeah. um, just another one that pops in my head too. I would love to just see a, a John Cena, uh, John Cena piece. Just like, again, yeah. the rise and fall, like he never really fell, but just right. like, I would love to see like backstage at like ECW one night stand 2006, you know? With that that crowd, RVD, right? oh yeah, that was the RVD yeah, one. RVD, that yeah. crowd is just so anti Cena, and literally, I would just love to see the perspective of him backstage. To he grew used to it, but how he grew used to it, and the the yeah. just like the rise of him and like what he has become now, I think that could be super, super, super interesting. Did you um happen to, last thing before we get into our our our, our mid card here did you happen to see any of the ruthless aggression documentary yeah i watched the first couple parts i watched the last one i watched was uh up till evolution the evolution okay. episode that they did so i have to okay. catch up on that but i love what they were doing with it you know yeah even um, seeing his episode there i thought yeah. was really good just him talking about like because like that ruthless aggression period like that's obviously like our like our pretty much our, our entry point right yeah, yeah for, sure. for him he was talking about how that was the biggest flop of his career so it was really interesting to hear that side of yeah, him but then, i would love to see an extended scene of all and then hey if you want to if we want to throw some more praise on the five five fun house match hey like, <laughs> you just nailed it absolutely you know? like he came out he i'd love to see the behind the scenes for that oh bray wyatt as a whole too whenever his is done That'd be mm -hmm. great, but he just came out and said ruthless aggression. He ducked. He said no, no, no. He said you can look, but you can't touch. And then <laughs> he just kept saying ruthless aggression, and he said that was his only character. Is he mm -hmm. just said, "Hey, ruthless aggression," and so he had mm -hmm. to learn, like he was going to get cut, like right. that December. They always do those cuts at the end of the year, but mm -hmm. he was going to get cut, so he had to come up with something. He got the rapping gimmick, and then from there, even the rapping Dr. gimmick. I'm sorry, I'm rambling on about this, but even the even the rapping gimmick, like you look back on it, he couldn't do that now. Most of it was gay slurs, you know. Like, but a lot of it, a lot of it was gay slurs. A lot of yeah. it, yeah, that not, it wouldn't fly right now no, for sure. <laughs> like, uh... Given the circumstances, we know that like obviously it was entertainment; it wasn't meant to be. But even now, like you, he couldn't do that. So no, yeah, just and to see what he took off and what he became like i just think that would be that would be something that i would watch intently mm -hmm. yeah 100 man that's a that's a good one uh, what about you guys are you do you have a a 
a wrestler or a faction or a story or, or a family that you'd like to see have a have their own type of last dance documentary for the WWE, like a ten part or something, pretty pretty laid out and, and and intricate. Would you like to see that? Who would you like to see it for? Let us know. Leave a comment or something like that. We'd like to we'd like to read your comments about it because yes, we like to read and we like to interact because you guys are our friends and our buddies. Yeah, I, I friends. He's my friend, guy. Yeah, he's my <laughs> guy, buddy. I'm not your guy, All right. I'm not your friend, Let's go ahead and get into our mid card for this yeah, week. We're just going to be talking, uh, recapping the shows. We're going to be recapping Raw, SmackDown, NXT. AEW Dynamite. We're going to be talking about it all. Just seeing what, what happened this week, what we liked from this week, what we didn't like from this week, and what it's going to mean for for future times. Uh, we'll start off. Let me put my notes up here. We'll start off with Raw. Um, Raw happened on four twenty of this of this week. Um, just our just uh, listen some takeaways uh, from Raw as a show. Pretty standard show yes. for the for the yes. three hours it was. I think they did okay with just filling time and kind of kind of going about their business the first thing that really stuck out to me from this episode was um selena vega i really like her yeah no, i like her a lot that's another thing I, I, that's one of the things that i wanted to bring up is they really seem to be pushing this uh selena vega faction that they got going they do. On right now. so yeah it, it's just interesting you know it's it, it i really do like selena vega as well i like mm-hmm. andrade i like austin theory i like angel garza I like them all. I hope they uh, don't call the tr- faction AAA, but anything other than that, I'm down with. Yeah. Uh, I don't might, want them to call. If, I don't want AAA to be a thing like might, that. It, it's too. It's right there, dude. It's just right. There it it is, but I hate it. <laughs> it <laughs> is, but I hate it. It's terrible. Don't do it, please. Um, WWE, don't do it. Because as soon as as soon as like she started bringing down Austin Theory, I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have A's in their name. <laughs> But I like her a lot. I think that she should have, whether or not she continues to, like, when when Angel or Austin or or uh, Andrade are done and no longer wrestling, I think that that should not mean that she is done. I think that she should she should carry on with this company for a long, long time. Like I'm saying like Vicky Guerrero status. Like she yeah. should be around to hang out and like like maybe get an important position at some point or another, but down the line. But she's good, man. She's she's everything, everything. I mean, and that's and that, I'm not even thinking about her end ring stuff. I'm talking about everything that she does on the mic, everything that she does for her faction, everything that she does just I mean her looks. I mean it's all it's all top notch. Yeah. Stuff. No. I couldn't agree more, man. I, I honestly see her a lot of the same mold that like AJ Lee was back in the day where they can be a manager, they can be a wrestler, they can be a, sure. a general manager, you know, they can run the show, but she's a great personality. And uh, I just genuinely like seeing her more on, on the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting to watch her commentate a match that was between um, uh, one of her faction members and Alistair yes. Black. Yes. Uh, I just my takeaway from that. I like Alistair a lot, man. Yes, I can't he's... wait until I like just him talking about what he's going to do at the at the Money in the Bank. Yeah. Really cool stuff. I'm really into his character and and him in general. I think it really works out. Yeah, that was that was another one of the big points from Raw that I wanted to bring up is um, 
he is one of my favorites as far as yeah. the field right now to win that Money in the Bank match, and I think that would be a fantastic pick mm-hmm. to do that because I think his character is one that can really be versatile in the fact that he's a badass, right? Sure. He kicks people's head off. You can have him really be like – he doesn't have to change his character, and you can fit him into whatever feud you really need him in. Like mm-hmm. Him versus Drew McIntyre, yeah. I would be totally down for that. Like regardless. I'm, I'm you don't have to make one a bad guy, one a good guy. You know, just let them go out. It's two. One dude wants to kick the other. They both want to kick each other's head off, really, when you think 100%. about it. Yeah. Claymore versus the Black Mask. So <laughs> he qualified for the Money in the Bank, did uh, Aleister Black. And the other qualifier that we had um, was, I believe, Ray Mysterio. Yes. Uh, beat Murphy. And yeah, qualified. Ray Mysterio and beat Murphy. Let's, let's be real here, man. Um, Ray Mysterio, like, might not be the Ray of the early, mid-2000s, you know, but dude can still just put in a show every time he goes out there. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I think I saw Ray live for the first time maybe two years ago. Yeah. Um, And it's just, you see him in person, man. It's like the guy can go, he can do it, do it all. And he's, he's injuring himself. Like he's still, every time he injures himself, I'm like, damn, Ray's done. Like Ray's not coming back for shit, but he's always like, he sticks in there and he always comes back and he's always standing there strong. I really yep. appreciate that about Ray. I like yep. that a lot. No, I, I love Ray Mysterio. have loved him since I was a kid and he's just one of those guys. It's, it's hard not, it's hard to root against Ray Mysterio. I think I've only ever heard him right. one time. And that's when he came out at number 30, when everyone wanted Daniel Bryan. And the mm. Royal Rumble, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. booing Ray Mysterio." <laughs> was that that was that was very that, that was that was Pittsburgh. I'm that pretty was. sure that was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was. Batista. Batista won the Rumble that year, right? Yeah, and that mm. was WrestleMania 30 that Brian went on to main event and everything, but the fans right. forced their way. And man, yeah, but Ray Mysterio, love him in the Money in the Bank. Uh, he's obviously great in my uh, ladder matches. He's mm-hmm. proven that in the past. He has the ability to do it. And the other qualifier, we actually had one more, was Apollo Cruz. Yeah. Uh, came in. So let me ask you this, Chase. With the last couple of weeks, it seems like they've been placed an emphasis on Apollo Cruz. Do you like what you're seeing from him right I- now? I, I always like what I'm seeing from Apollo. I think yeah. anytime they give him a chance to to shine, he usually shines. The dude, anything anything he goes through, really. I mean, I, I've always appreciated him and wanted him to succeed and do more on the roster. It's really up to them at this point because I don't think the problem is ever him, him not stepping up to the plate or him not doing the right thing. It's their they get it seems like they just get tired. They're like, all right, let's like put Apollo up. And we're all like, thanks. Like we love Apollo. Like Apollo rocks. And they're like, all right, we're gonna back off Apollo for a while. Yeah. And then maybe we'll do this again in like six months. And then you can start like building up again. And it's like, but we we can't keep losing that momentum. So if we're gonna push him, let's push him. No, yeah. I I agree hundred percent And just to see a little more character in him. Like he doesn't come out and just like <laughs> yeah, that, that, that. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. do a backflip like he loses and he just he's like <laughs> just keep, for the for the audio listeners I am just smiling like a thousand <laughs> he's just doing his thing you know but I, he has the in-ring ability he's got the look for days he can, yeah, do, a, he can yeah. do a he can do a standing military press into a moonsault like come on 100% um, but yeah I mean those all guys all qualified for money in the bank um, from the women's side of things. Um, I don't believe we had any, any new qualifiers 
for this for month, the women for uh, Marvel, at least let me make sure they i'm not were... sure i don't think we had any no, new not, ones for not not on raw, raw side i think that we're filled up on raw though aren't we yes, yes we are we have oscar Shayna baszler nia Jax. And then um is Shayna Baze? Oh, I guess yeah, she cause she beat um um was it wasn't Sarah Logan. No, Sarah Logan was last it was, week, and they wrote her off with a broken arm. Who did one. she beat who did she beat to can to um go I have it right here, my friend. I thought it was Logan, but I could be wrong. Sarah on that Logan one. was last week and it was somebody uh wait, I'm almost there. He's oh, almost it there. Was in, Indy Hartwell. Right, right. Yes, that's I that's right. So. NXT yeah. superstar Indy Hartwell. Um, that was her debut, and Baszler won by referee stoppage. So they're really getting, you know, back on the Baszler train, which I don't know why. It always seems this way that like Vince likes to make those like NXT superstars like lose a little bit before they really win. If mm-hmm. that makes like he like we see it with Cedric and Ricochet. Like sure. anyone that's not his choice, he puts mm-hmm. them down before like he makes them go through stuff before really bringing them up. So I don't think Shayna Baszler is done by any sense. I wouldn't be surprised if she won the whole Money in the Bank ladder match for, for yeah, example. Makes but, sense. Um, the, the last big question that I have for you, and this has kind of been a talking point amongst uh, eagle-eyed viewers, and you don't even really have to be eagle-eyed to see this, but uh, Nia Jax had a pretty rough bump on Kyrie Sane this week. And uh, yeah. this is not the first time she's done this. Uh, infamously, yeah. she punched Becky Lynch in the face, broke her nose, she couldn't compete mm-hmm. in Survivor Series. It worked out. It did. But sure. a lot of people are getting on Nia Jax for being a very unsafe in, in-ring worker. And mm-hmm. um, I know we've both talked how we're fans of Nia Jax. We like what she brings to the table. But just in general terms, what do you think – like how do you think that should be handled within WWE if someone is going out there and is just not safe for other people to work with? Here's here's what I'll say first about that. Um, the match was against Kyrie Sane. Correct. Asuka and Kyrie Sane are spaced out right now. Like they are spaced out. Like you watch them on TV, and it's it's very like it's they're they're not they're not <laughs> they're they're not a hundred percent in. I think even Ky- Kyrie wants to go back to Japan. I'm pretty sure. Yes. So it's like a whole like there's a lot go- there's a lot going on w- with them just in general to kind of start with. Now with Naya, she's just coming back. So obviously, what they wanted to do is they just want her to squash and squash and squash for a little bit until they put her up against something that's a that's a bigger feat. I think that I mean Naya, Naya Jax is six foot two seventy two. Like, I know that there's there's obviously bigger wrestlers out there who are not as quote unquote dangerous in the ring and can handle their opponents better. But I think that we have to put Naya in the right situations because we know that this these are things that she's done and capable of doing. And I think even if you go back to that spot with Kyrie saying, you can hear yelling that she's not set. So that if she gets thrown awkwardly, she's going to fall awkwardly, which is exactly what happened. I mean, it was a it was a nasty, nasty bump. It looked yes. it looked pretty it looked pretty terrible, especially watching it live. Like to not look or feel good. And to knowing see. Kyrie Sane has had a concussion issue dating back to last exactly. year. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that I don't I don't want to put I don't want to say that Nia needs to go through a a more development. I mean, I mean, I think that now's the easiest time for her to 
not necessarily like go to NXT and, and try to work your way back up. But while you're holding all of your shows in Florida, and essentially, I'm pretty sure she probably lives in Florida too, either Orlando or Tampa area. I'm not yeah. sure, but put her like get her into the performance center, like like pretty much daily. Like don't let like I, I mean I know I know that we are uh, you know we're social distancing, everyone's staying home, but the performance center is open. Get her into the performance center. Let her take some bumps. Let her move around and let her get herself fluid again. Because I don't know what she was doing the time she was out of the ring, but she's been out for like a year almost. Yeah. So we need to get her back to fluidity because I think after the Becky thing happened, she kind of like, she kind of found her footing and she, she figured out how, okay, I don't need to, it's not going to be brute. Um, just me being a brute. Like I'm, I'm going to have this like work and, and, and be okay and work for the other person. So I think that's what they need to revert to. Just get her in the, get her in the ring. Like while, while you have her in Florida and while you have everybody off TV, Make her make her be safe. I don't think is she's she's fantastic. I like her a lot. You like her a lot. I do. I think she works on television. Yes. But we've got to give her, we got to give her competition where she's not just doing squash matches, and 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 able to do things like this. We got to get her to be safe. Yeah. No. I I, I really agree with that, man. Like I I can't I can't say that it's like entirely her fault. Like obviously not everyone like no one else is having these issues you know sure. like that i don't know from this is all from fans perspective and reports mm-hmm. i have not heard a single wwe wrestler come out and say hey naya is not safe we need to get her out of this like but mm-hmm. it's just there's a history there and i think you're like you said i think putting her in the situations in which this is less likely to occur mm-hmm. is probably the best course of action that they could do because yeah let's be real here dude if if you can't send her back down to nxt or something now Mm-mm. she's been on the roster for like three or four years right so like if she's not going to learn now she's not never going to grasp that part of it mm-hmm. but at the same time i really like her in-ring presence i really like her in-ring ability it's just like you said like you could hear her say i'm not set and then she slammed her into the into the uh corner and it was just it not looked good. brutal. It looked yeah. brutal. And like at the same time, like you like that brutal look, but that's it's not safe. You know, mm-hmm. like that's the first thing that regardless of anything in a wrestling match, you got to keep your opponent safe. Like, sure. 100%. That's the biggest thing. So it's a developing story. I just wanted to get your take on it to see. Yeah. To see um, I think like for me, like when I was and we'll get to it, but like when I was watching NXT, like I was like, like when I would watch Ra- Raquel Gonzalez in the ring, like put Nia in a match with Raquel Gonzalez. Like, I don't care about the NXT in the, in the, or the, or the raw or the SmackDown status. Like this girl, this is another six foot, like 175 pound girl that can like go and like looks good and yes. like looks cool. And is like badass. put her up against Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like put her, put up with someone who's like a Lou whose stature makes a little more sense to it doesn't have to be a squash match we can just have a good good nice match and it can be hard hitting because that's how Raquel Gonzalez plays too yeah no I I completely agree man just putting her in the right situations and you know letting while they're doing this while they're in Florida letting her kind of get back in the swing of wrestling and yeah um, like I said I from everything that I've heard no one has ever really had a backstage problem with Nia Jax like I she was on total divas. Like everyone mm-hmm. seems to really support her and everything. And 
everything that I've seen from her, she seems like a really good person and everything. So obviously she's the top. No, no one would ever do this intently, you know, like, yeah. And I mean, that's, and even, that's, I mean, that's the part too, that we have to like strike a balance with. We can't just go in on her and say, you're unsafe. What are you doing? It's like, she's right. trying. Like, it's not like right. she's going out there and the word, the word I would use is probably reckless. It's just reckless yeah. to, yeah. you know, to be wanting to put on a show, but at the same time, putting other people at risk. It's not intentional. It's not, you know, malicious. Sure. It's just, just reckless. You just got to be a safer worker. And that's, and that's a lot of the time too, with I think the modern style in wrestling is now is their just bodies are on the line, high flying 24 seven. And you have the older guys being like, Hey, don't do that. You're going to run years off your career because you're just jumping around every, every day. It's just going to put 100%. wear and tear on your body. So changing that style up a bit, to keep the high impact, but maybe like just safer moves as a whole, you know? But yeah. And it's not to say it's just the, just Naya yeah. or just bigger performers. You know, we, we see this, we see these kind of incidents and accidents happen throughout the WWE and, 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 and different capacities. I'm pretty sure it was a house show that had Sasha Banks taking out Paige and Paige is no longer yeah. able to wrestle. Like it's not always about the bigger wrestler being a problem. Sometimes these, you know, these, these ring things. And when you're doing, when you're doing sports entertainment and the entertainment aspect is obviously like what you have to, what you have to reach with the sports is what you're emulated as you, you have to, when, when things like that happen, I mean, you can't, can, that's not a part of the, that's not a part of the story. Yeah. And, it's, but it's not also like sports where you can't, like you have to, you know, oh, I, I feel bad for what I did type of thing. Like you have to push through it. You have to yeah. keep being your character and you have to keep doing your thing. So it's, it's difficult in that sense too, but exactly. it's, it's not just Naya and it's not to say that she is a, a problem in the locker room. But I think that, you know, while we have this time where not a lot is going on, get, get her to the point where you get, you feel more comfortable with her and then, you know, keep it pushing. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, not much else happened on Raw. The only thing that I kind of had from that, I just, I don't know how the WWE wants me to feel about MVP right now. <laughs> they're I, using I, them everywhere, man. They're, they're, <laughs> using, they're using them everywhere. They're using them in like like high capacity. I don't know how, how they want me to feel about him or, or what they want me to take away from him being around. I, I, I just think that, there isn't really much to think about it. I just think he's an established veteran that people know his name. So they're using him in a match to put over somebody on commentary to do a segment in the ring with his talk show. Like they, um, they're just trying to do whatever they can. And I think it's one of those situations where maybe if they had the full roster to their disposal, you wouldn't sure. see MVP yeah. as much, but Hey, hand all hands on deck. So MVP, <laughs> get out there. <laughs> get out there and win. Um, <laughs> we need someone to fight. Um, we need someone fresh. MVP. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think where's, bring... this, where's that tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let's kick it in the gear. Yeah. yeah um, so I think that's it, pretty much it from Raw. Not too yeah. much going on. Just some qualifiers and some yep. some, some shits. Uh, moving yeah. on to NXT. I already talked about where Calvin's Zalas a little bit, but she's like she's huge. I like her a lot. I like her presence too. I think she could easily be a uh, Nia Jax, Rita, or, or or what have you. I think that she's um she's pretty she's pretty nice and, and cute in the ring. 
You'd agree? Yeah. No, I, I just, I personally love uh, Dakota Kai. So oh, I love Dakota Kai. Yeah. yeah. So Me I, too. Uh, She's the best. And I love Tegan Knox as well. Mm-hmm. So I like Shotzi Blackheart too. I like all yeah. four of them. I think I, I think that foursome can work well together. Yeah, I um, I I just think that they have good like Raquel Gonzalez being thrown in there. I think she's a little, little more uh green in terms green, of wrestling yeah. when it when it comes to that. But I think putting her with uh, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, who are very not green, mm-hmm. and could put on a hell of a match in uh, Blackheart too. She can as well. So yeah. Yeah, I am a, I'm a big fan of what they got going on with that right now. I was a little skeptical when she first debuted just because I, I I hate when they do that with a big, like, blow-off and they just bring in, like, a random person that no one really had ever seen her before. You right. know, like, that was her debut in this pretty high-profile feud between Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. Mm-hmm. So I was a little underwhelmed with that. But ever since then, I, I've, I've grown on her. You know, I've, I've grown a lot, and I think that – just like you said with Nia Jax, adding those bigger, um, stronger, more impactful uh, women into the division as time goes along, and especially ones that can work and work safely, it's just mm. going to benefit the women's division as a whole. Definitely, man. Yeah, well said. Well said. Um, also, following that, we had a lot of we had the the we, we're, we're picking our intern cruiserweight champion also over on NXT. So I think we have two or three matches that um, carry out. Uh, the first one was between Jake Atlas and Drew Maverick. Now, Drew took a loss here, Drake. but Drake, I'm sorry, yeah, Drake. Uh, Drew, Drew, um, Drew Maverick, Drake, 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 Drake Maverick. Um, he he. So they're he took a loss here, but they're playing pretty heavily into the the fact that he was just released. The video yeah, he talked, yeah. the video he put out, and you know his time on the bump. It, it, to me, it doesn't look like Drake's going anywhere. It looks like they saw maybe the reaction of what was going yeah. on the internet, the the interaction with his video. It doesn't look like he's going anywhere. I don't think they would play into him leaving like they are. Yeah. I, like it looks, it looks like he's going to become the cruiserweight champion by the end of this tournament. That's how I see it. Just by kind of what they laid out during that. I mean, even like going to him post match and him saying like I gotta I gotta turn up or step up or whatever. Yes, it doesn't look like he's going anywhere. What's your perspective on that? Yeah, no, I would. It, they've kind of put themselves in a corner here, right? Um, and if they go out through it, and so the the tournament they're doing is like round robin style, so right. it's not a single elimination. So he lost, but he's still in the tournament. Mm-hmm. But. Um, how I view it is if they go through with releasing him and put him through all this, then they really look like they're milking firing somebody for ratings. Right. To me, that is, I know Drake Maverick is happy to get paid, happy to still be there. And he's probably of anyone on the roster will do anything that they tell him to do just to entertain the fans. That's a good point. I guarantee he he wouldn't have a problem with it, but it would look very bad. Yeah. I think, I think eventually regardless of what does happen right now, after this storyline he mm. will be brought back yeah um but I, I agree man they would there's no way they play this up so much without some intention of changing their mind about who uh is gonna stay like they did the same thing with sarah logan you yeah. know they released her but had her on mm-hmm. and have already been talks about bringing her back yeah so i think they saw the reaction they saw she got mentioned i don't think she was on tv but she got week. mentioned yeah. a lot two weeks ago week. like i said Shayna baser qualified 
broke like they said she broke her arm like that's right. that's and now she's written off but they mentioned her a couple of times yeah and they just never do that with guys that they either released they had like or like in this case i know it's different circumstances but yeah i don't think that they can really let drake maverick go with some of the uh momentum he's been building and it's genuinely right. one of the uh best real life storylines that they could have come out i mean it could it could be it could be their daniel bryan part too yeah yeah i i think drake maverick is likable enough like i i have loved him like for when i heard the name drake maverick i've always been like that's a really cool name like (laughs) drake maverick is just a cool name and then he did his stuff with the 24 7 title he was the general manager on 205 live for a long time he was with aop for a while yes he was and i just think that he's done everything they've asked him to do and he's excelled in those roles and now they just can't let this go without capitalizing on it and i see it happening two different ways yeah you said one he runs the he runs the gauntlet. Maybe he loses one more and then wins out, wins the interim cruiserweight championship, mm-hmm. or he makes it all the way and then you put over someone big time in beating him. Yeah, in the championship, which I think would also be just as effective. So, mm-hmm. very interested to see how this plays out and how all the uh, releases and everything have, have played out so far. Just because, like I said, been a lot of mentions about yeah. everyone. Yeah, there's some that like um, there's some I see or. You know, I just I, you you don't know, man. You 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 have the curious things that come up like this, where okay, well we're mentioning that wrestler, that wrestler's still around, and looks like we're trying to put them to the moon, and then you see like Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins have Chris Jericho on their podcast this week, so they're probably not coming. They're probably not going to be invited back after having um, Chris Jericho on their podcast the following being released or whatever. Um, yeah, in which in which in general kind of sucks in my opinion. Like, yeah, I I, I think really, it does you really, too. You release the guy, and now because of something they did after they've been released, like just trying to make ends meet for themselves and whatnot, mm-hmm. you're going to like say like, oh nope, it was competition. It's like, well, you kind of put them in that position. In the first place. <laughs> so well, they weren't competition to us. We don't have jobs. Yeah, it, it, it came out. <laughs> it came out in an interview the last couple of days that. Um, Renee Young was doing, uh, I believe, backstage. Yeah, and, they were doing they were doing backstage. And, yeah, and John Moxley got on the camera. Just he didn't mean to. The dog was barking, and he just he didn't know she was recording. But apparently, now he knew. He did he know? <laughs> yeah, he well, he came in because what he did was she was just like talking. It was yeah. Booker. It was Booker Xavier Woods. Yeah, and somebody else on Paige? at the time. Maybe yeah, I think Paige at the time. Yeah. So they're just talking and they're talking, but you you can hear Renee's dog barking in the background. So what he does is he picks up the dog and he like, he pops over into her her screen. He's like, I stopped the barking and like scares her or whatever. But like while she's on and then, um, and then I, when I saw that, I was like, Ooh, that's not, (laughs) that's not good for, and then she even, she didn't shut down, but like for a second, she just like kind of was like quiet for a second. So definitely, Apparently, what have you been? What have you been saying about that? Yeah, w, Moxley did an interview and said, like, in short answer, yeah, that she's in trouble for mm-hmm. that having, and he didn't want to talk about it anymore. But um, that—that's the stuff that I don't like to see because, regardless, yeah. like, th- you can't just like that's her husband. You know, right. like, I get it that like <laughs> and all that it's on WWE programming, but at the same time, like, any any 
fan of wrestling in the last five years is going to know that Dean Ambrose is John Moxley and John Moxley is Dean Ambrose. Right. You know, like, that's, that's not, that's not something that, like, oh my God, like, how is John Moxley on WWE? Break, breaking like, he, news. And I get it. It's bad circumstances, him being the champion. Like, right. him being the top guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. But at the same time, to put heat on Renee Young, who I think is amazing, like, I just hate that. She's the best. Back and forth. But again, another side. I, I do a lot of side tangents on this show, guys. So I <laughs> we love the side tangents, man. We should yeah. rename this show Side Tangents. <laughs> um. Side Tangents. And. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, but I think that, yeah, that I hope that he goes away pretty quickly. And I hope that we can have more of the interactiveness between the between AEW and X because we have, like, you know, we have couples. Yeah. We have Sean Spears and Peyton Royce, and then there's uh, Adam Baker, Cole and Adam Britt Cole. Baker. Yeah. So, I mean, come on now. Like, we're, we're, WWE showed Britt Baker on their show. Like, they entirely did. Yeah, so, <laughs> they entirely showed her on. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, they'll take any chance promote, to get it. You don't want to promote AEW, but you'll do it. And then when it happens to someone accidentally yeah. at their home, like, uh-huh. where they oh, live. Oh, and they certainly, in the uh, in the in the Jeff Hardy um, um, vignette that they were doing yeah. on SmackDown, they sure as hell cut, uh, cut away from Matt as soon as they could. I, it's just it's, it's revisionist they sure history, as cut and then as like could. as soon as someone leaves, they're automatically not in WWE's. In, like mm. they're not a WWE Hall of Famer. Like you can't right. find everything that they've ever done. Right. The, the stuff they did with like CM Punk and everything. It's like yeah, just go ahead and erase your own history. That makes no sense. But mm-hmm. I digress. I digress. <laughs> uh, finishing out NXT, uh, there's. It was a pretty standard show all around. I mean, we're getting Mia Yim versus Charlotte Flair, which I think will be a pretty good matchup. There's a little bit of history there. Four years ago, four years ago on NXT, when Charlotte was diva, she uh, she knocked out Yim pretty good. And Yim has since actually she's not just a developmental talent or or local talent. She's on the NXT roster now, and she's been doing really well in in her role. Her and her her man Keith Lee, they've they've certainly found their strides, I think, as far as the, the roster goes. And I, I like Mia Yim a lot. I like her whole gimmick. I think before, even when you watch the, the previous match with Charlotte, she had more of like the, I forget the character from Tekken's name, um, but she had more of that kind of vibe going on Yeah. Um, than the HBIC thing she has now, where she's just like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. I'm doing all this shit. So uh, that's a match that I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to for next week. Yeah, no, for sure I agree, and this is exactly what I was hoping. You know, Charlotte Flair would do for NXT mm-hmm. is take a lot of those you know underutilized stars yes. and give them like kind of what John Cena did with the U.S. Open Challenge uh, mm-hmm. five or six years back. Give Love them the, the give US them, Open yeah, give them the platform to really show people what they're made of. And mm-hmm. uh, Mia Yim is the first one, and hopefully yeah. the long line of and, very credible and, stars coming up. And Charlotte also wrestled on. Raw this week, if I'm not mistaken, yes. I think she wrestled on Raw too. Yeah, she I don't, rem- yeah, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was local talent or NXT developmental talent. There wasn't yeah. working anyone of note. Yeah, um, yeah, she dismantled her. So, mm-hmm. yep. And then last kind of thing from from NXT, at least on my end, we had uh, Dexter Loomis replacing Keith Lee, and the tag team match between uh, Undisputed Era, and I believe he was paired with 
who was who was Keith Lee originally paired with? And Velveteen that. Dream. Velveteen Dream, right? So it was it was the, it ended up being Velveteen Dream and Dexter Loomis versus uh, Roderick Strong and Adam Cole. Yes, and I would be uh, remiss to while we're talking about. Have you heard the story, the news about Velveteen? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and we want to say this with uh, a big like uh, caveat, you know, all were being reported, but um, there was a couple people came out and said Velveteen was sending some inappropriate messages to minors over uh, Twitter and Instagram DMs. And he's come out and denied that adamantly. So we'll wait for all the details to come out, but I think it would be remiss if we didn't at least mention sure. that that was in the news cycle this week as well. But yeah, something yeah. else is going on just in, um, something you'd hate to see. I yes. think that I, I looked into it a little bit. You know, there's obviously claims of Photoshop and other things with that going on. I hope it doesn't affect Velveteen just because I think that Patrick Clark, when I first saw Patrick Clark yeah. on Tough Enough in 2015, that. he was the guy in the house that was like, I have all this knowledge and I have all this game and yeah. I'm going to use it. He didn't end up winning the competition series. But I mean, coming back as Velveteen Dream in high fashion, and people love people love his him and his character. So yeah, uh, yeah, we don't know too much. We don't want to say too much, but hopefully everything everything works out for him on that end. Yeah, yeah. So we we that's all we'll speak on that. Really, we don't want to you know make up details and try to mm -hmm. do some hearsay on that. But the match was good, you know. Um, yeah. So uh, I believe the the reason the reason Keith Lee was replaced because da he's he's going to have a upcoming title match with Damien Priest. Correct. Uh, Damien Priest got him to the throat with a staff or cane or something, yes. um, and and took him out real well. So it made him incapacitated and brought out Dexter Loomis, who I think they've been looking at a little bit. I remember first seeing him on like that combine that they did, the WWE combine with the NXT superstars. That's when I first remember seeing him. Yeah, and I'm um, like, who's who's that dude? Like, this who's, was who's, my who's that first, guy? Yeah, first exposure to him. So I remember so. seeing him there, and I'm like, why aren't they like that guy? Is like yeah. that guy's huge. Why aren't yeah. they using that guy? And I understand that you have to, you know, develop your talent and make sure they are ready for for in ring stuff. But I think he's a brutal looking guy. And I mean, what was your first impression? Yeah, that that same that same impression. Just the look is really there. The look is awesome. Form. Yeah, the look is there for something with Loomis, and um, yeah. I think that uh, it's this was one of those I feel they'll do this sometimes where they have a guy that they believe in, so they'll give him a shot, you know. Sure. But I don't think out of coming out of this tag match, you're going to see a big push for mm -hmm. him, but mm -hmm. I think you'll see some more, um, you know, more TV time and a yeah. little more presence from him. I think forward. so too. And I think that um, that's always good because, like I said, the looks there. I just got to get to know him a little more as a performer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. I, I. The same with me. Yeah. That was the first time I'd seen him like perform. Yeah. Um. Second time I. I had seen the the presence, but I think that he could. I think that he could be someone that they 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 go to as like a, a regular guy there. I think that could be part of their process. Agreed. So we'll see how that kind of unfolds and how some of this other stuff folds unfolds and, and carries over to next week. Anything else on NXT for you? No, no, nothing on not, not NXT. You covered it. You covered it very well. Um, I'm excited to see the Dream Cole match that looks like we're going to be getting for the title. Right. So yeah. I'm excited to see that. And um, uh, I don't know if you I, – I didn't get a chance to watch AEW this week. I don't know if you – Yeah, I did watch AEW this week. Yeah. Um, just a, just a, since you didn't watch it, just a couple of things. Nothing really major um, was, was, was going on. It was a 
pretty standard two hour bout. I, I did enjoy the uh, opening vignette featuring Cody. Um, I think they're, they're setting the stage for that TNT championship pretty well. And just, I like that. I like that the vignettes on AEW feel personal. Like it was Cody sitting yeah. at an, in a gaming chair, looking at monitors and a thing like that, like in a dark, in a dark lit room, yeah. like that kind of stuff feels real personal to that part, to that individual superstar, mm -hmm. which I really appreciate. And I like that AEW tends to do that a lot more than WWE. WWE's vignettes are, a lot of them are obviously staged and don't connect that well to the, the, the superstar. They're pretty much just like blanket kind of stuff. But um, in that regard, I really like. So, and then we also see um, the, the the champion the tournament goes on for the TNT Championship. Darby Allen beat Sammy Guevara, who I'm starting to like a little more. I'm starting to like Sammy Guevara a little I more. I really like Sammy. I like. I didn't Sammy. like him when he, I didn't like his debut versus Cody. Um, I haven't really cared for him with the inner circle, but I'm I'm liking him a lot more, especially yeah. after that match with Darby. It it, it went pretty well. I, so I Darby's going to be facing Kobe again. Cody. Yeah. Again. Uh, I love Darby, Darby Allen as well. He's great. Um, uh, but Sammy Guevara to me is the perfect, like, he, he kind of reminds me of like the Justin Bieber of AEW in a way. I feel that, yeah. Where he's like this pretty boy and like you just don't like him because he's just cocky and everything. But also, you can't help but he does some cool things. And, like, Mega I talented. Yeah, yeah. I love I love his spots, especially like given his current character standing. He'll go mm -hmm. up to that top rope, and instead of doing something high flying, he'll just jump down, land on two feet, and like slap them. Or like, I love that play because yeah. I think that I think way too much now. You see guys who are supposed to be heels mm -hmm. doing that stuff, like the move set to to really pop the crowd. And I think yeah. you can still do those moves within the flow of a match, but sure. when you have the chance, do something like that. You know, like 100%. really, and obviously there's no crowd there, but at the same time, it's still effective. You know, yeah. still effective. And I'm. I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm, I'm there was, I believe, uh, from what I read, I like I said, I didn't watch, but there were some seeds maybe planted a little bit during a couple of these inner circle uh, vignettes they've been doing with Sammy and Chris Jericho, maybe not getting along. Yeah, but, I think they're, I think they're certainly starting to do something in the inner circle, maybe to shake things up a, a little yeah. bit. Um, they've also been doing those those longer tenure like Brady Bunch esque things yeah. um that they've been doing, the bubbly bunch. Yeah. So yeah, I mean maybe we are seeing a little inner circle um turmoil, but I think it looks like that that's um doesn't look like priority stuff right now. At yeah, least no, to me. It doesn't, well that, that's not like priority stuff. That's perfect to me because I don't think I think so too build a uh like I, I always look at it my my temple like storyline in that case is Batista leaving evolution. Sure. When you look back at that, there were seeds planted for months since like Survivor yeah. Series or even before that, where it was mm -hmm. just like, eh, it's a little, eh. and I think they're doing a good job and we'll get into it when we talk about SmackDown. Yeah. And, uh, Sasha and Bailey, they're doing the very similar thing where it's a build. It's sure. not just a random like snap. I mm -hmm. knew you were enemies. It's yeah. you see seeds planted. You can understand why the person would turn on the other. So, yeah. Everything bubbling up. And then last thing kind of I took from NXT, uh, Dustin DeRhodes won the main event to keep his career in AEW and also continue in the TNT Championship. So he will either face Cody or Darby, whoever yeah. whoever wins. I, I have to ask you this question because it's something that, it. I, it's something that uh, and we'll get on to SmackDown here real quick, but mm -hmm. um, if you could just answer it quickly, do you think that in AEW – 
that there is a little bit of a like kind of like a, a lean like the one thing i really am a big fan of AEW. went there live on okina pittsburgh it was a great show i like what they're doing i don't think it's intentional but they're a little bit like i'm sorry but the fact that like they got dustin rhodes going over some people here like there's yeah. just a li- like the people who are putting the storylines are obviously the people at, at, in, in power is what yeah. I mean. Yeah. And I think, I think you see a little bit of that. I've heard, like I've read reports from a couple different people that there has been talks about that backstage where people are like, Adam, like there's like Cody and the young bucks and all these guys really push their stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I personally, I don't know, like, I don't know about you, but I've never been the biggest Cody guy. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I'm feeling this way a little bit. But what what are your thoughts along those lines with just how they prioritize their roster, we can say? I mean, for me, it definitely seems like anyone a part of the elite of the elite is on the forefront. Yes. It's only a two hour show and you only have one show a week as of right now. Yeah. And you have a pretty deep roster besides the people in the elite. But it seems like you're 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 exactly right. I mean, the focus the main focus is on the elite. I mean, we open and close the show with we open the show with Cody Rhodes, we end the show with Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Um, I think that either Mac or Matt or Nick Jackson is hurt right now. One of the, one of them's hurt. So, yeah. but uh, you see Kenny Omega in competition, which there was a weird Kenny Omega match that went on in AEW. I don't have too much to say about it. Just um, when I the I think the mythology of Kenny Omega two years ago for me is better than seeing Kenny Omega wrestle today. No, I would, I was going to say in regards, Kenny Omega is generally one of my favorite wrestlers today. Yeah. I think he has the look, the personality, but if I were to say going and coming from new Japan to AEW, is he better off? My answer would be no. I, I think he's, I think no. I think he's lost a lot of his luster. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but, He's just like I, I love his tag team with uh, Hangman Page. I really like sure. Hangman Page, and I like what they're doing uh, with that story with the Young Bucks and the Hangman's kind of the wild card. But at the same time, it's Kenny freaking Omega. Like, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, I, this is the only one because he's one of the ones of the elite that does not have ownership in this company. If I'm correct in saying right. that, I don't he might think... have he might have creative control, but I'm pretty sure it's the Young yeah, Bucks Cody. Any who have the mm. ownership in the company, right? Correct. Correct. So I think that out of anybody in AEW, he's the guy I'm looking at when stuff starts coming up next year, when maybe contracts are up, because I just think that he has, and he's talked about before how he does want to go to WWE at some point mm-hmm. in his career. That's always been like, that's all obviously a goal. So I don't know. I don't know. I just, I really think that he's a star and I do not think they've treated him like that. I don't think so either. And I think there's definitely a struggle between what they're working with and yeah. even how they have matches play out, um, how they're using their, their women's division. I think that these are all, of course, they've only been doing shows since September. Correct. So, very, very correct. you know, it, it's, 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 it's fair enough to say that these are kinks that they'll work out. There's already stuff that that I think that they start off doing like around that time that they've improved on tremendously. So hopefully these are just some more growing pains in that in that sense, and that they can get through these things. But I think that I think that they're a problem, and they're 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 looming looming problems when you have a guy like Kenny Omega who 
who is this big name and like you know is in on the in the mouths of of a lot of fans in the in the wrestling community you gotta you gotta have him maybe not go the distance with like a developmental talent correct correct and and do do certain things like that i get everything but like coming into aw this is the last point i'll make about this you don't even have to answer Mm -hmm. the question i just want to pose the thought yeah Who, who would you say has had more of a prestigious career kenny omega or cody rhodes and AEW, Cody Rhodes, no doubt. I mean, well, Cody Rhodes coming, in, coming into AEW. Oh, coming AEW. into AEW, yes. Kenny Omega. Exactly, but who has been portrayed yeah. as the star? Cody Rhodes, hundred percent. I mean, that's you my, wouldn't. That's my problem. yeah. That's 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 a good point. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't think you would think the opposite way if you watched AEW programming today. Correct. But Correct. yeah, no, good point. Very good point. Yeah. Um, we're moving away from AEW and moving on over to uh, SmackDown, our last show of the week. Uh, it was a good SmackDown. I liked it. The Forgotten Sons. It was Sons, a weird one, man. <laughs> it was a weird one. Uh, we saw the Forgotten Sons um, again, I think the second week in a row now. This time they interrupted the New Day and Miz and Morrison who were interrupted by Lucha House Party. Correct. And they came out and they were just like, yo, listen, um, we care about our country and we care about wrestling and we're going to kick your asses. Yeah, there was a good line in there where they said, like, Miz, you only play the Marine. Yeah. Like, we are real life Marines. Yeah, now you're standing across the ring yeah. from one. Right. So, I really like the Forgotten Sons, man. I like them too. I think that they're pretty, they're pretty good. I mean, I, I hope they work out better than your AOPs where you just kind of like have these or, or sanity. We kind of just have like these big presence dude. You don't do anything with them Agreed. or even Viking Raiders. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully uh, Viking Raiders had a shitty you ass. Viking, you mean the Viking experience? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, Silas should tell you guys. Something right there. Yeah, I do. Um, but it's uh, garbage. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that happens. We got some. We got some. We got a little bit of that going on. What do you think about that happenings in general? Just that opening of that show. I really like the. Um, I think that what has been lost over the last three or four years in WWE mm-hmm. the most, and what has disappointed me the most about that is the the work that the New Day and like I would say SmackDown because that's usually where they've been. Sure. And that tag division has done in the last three or four years. Cause I don't think like the matches have been great. The story, like they're entertaining stories. Um, I love the story. They're going to go in with, with the, how the Miz is the weak link and that John Morrison Miz tag team. I'm excited to see where that goes. We still have yeah. the seeds planted from last week with the uh, hacker who's yes. going to turn on who, and you got biggie, you got Kofi, you know, like, come on. There's like, you, you love the new day. And then the forgotten sons Absolutely. are in the mix here too. And I'm not the biggest fan of Lucha House Party because, like, they're another one of those things that's just like, oh, we're Luchas and we party. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and, um, yo, I, I really liked, like, I like the, I think that's something that SmackDown needs to lean on right now is that tag division because I think it's yes. one of the stronger points that they have. And I think, too, again, I'm, I'm going to say this every week, but the difference between a two-hour and a three-hour show, is, it's astonishing. And Crazy. so. This was a this was a really effective opener for me, and I I really just I love like I I can't get enough of Big E right now, dude. I just can't. He's I the can't. best. He really is. He really is. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, I I do want to see, and even as you said it last week, that 
the, the seeds are being planted for maybe some new day stuff to go down. I, I would, I would honestly be interested in seeing, I don't want to see them break up, but I would see, I would like to see an incentive maybe for more individual matches between the three of them, but also them, them stay together and, and keep their thing going. So, so some turmoil for sure. I'm okay with coming up. Yes. But I do not, I do not want to see the end of that is a story that they do not pull off effectively a lot that I think they could. In, in that, like, they don't break up, but they still want to see who's the best amongst them. And, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think, a, a triple threat New Day opener to a WrestleMania would be fantastic <laughs> to me. So, oh, man, don't even. Yeah, that'd be crazy. You know who I'd like that'd to see crazy. win it, though? Xavier. Xavier. Yeah. For sure. 100%. I yeah. 100%. Well, if you're talking about if we want to book this real quick, like, the person who could use the most. I'll, I'll use the most from a win is is him because Biggie and Kofi people know like those yeah. they're all they're obviously the two they they go with as far as wrestling when but Xavier can go too man like absolutely absolutely uh, I'm really excited hopefully he gets back here it it's about the time frame I believe for I his think so injury to be almost recovered I don't know if yeah. they'll take if they'll take more precaution because of the current situation given the True. landscape or they'll go the other way and they'll try to rush him back. Just mm-hmm. to get him back on TV, but we'll see. He's been on WWE uh, programming a lot lately. Yes, the bump and um, backstage and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I would love to see that. But I don't think that's where they're going based off where this is going, like led to. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just uh, moving on from that, I guess we had some more Money in the Bank qualifiers. We had Corbin go over Drew Gulak to win and qualify for Money in the Bank. So. We're going to be seeing King Corbin in the, in the bank tournament. And then Lacey Evans also beat Sasha Banks, I believe, to qualify. So Correct. A little, little sprinkle. Bailey tried to help yes. Sasha win, but actually cost her the match there. So mm-hmm. a little sprinkle. And um, just in general, I'm really liking uh, – I think Lacey Evans is better as a heel, but I think she has come leaps and bounds since when she's debuted uh, last year. I think so, too. Like, I think I, the... I really like Lacey Evans. I think her turnaround was, for me at least, her turnaround was like right before the Saudi Arabia show that she faced, that she faced Natalia. Yes. Like right before then, I feel like she turned up, and then you obviously have her being, you know, like you know, in that situation. So turning, so keeping your heel is like a harder thing to do. Yes. When you have her like the face of the company that just got to be the first woman to wrestle, yeah, over in Saudi Arabia. And I so really, I just really like your shtick too, like that. I like old, it too. Like, that old, like old timey America. It like, feels, it feels, it feels, it feels older. Like it feels like it, it feels, it, really it feels like some old school stuff. Yeah, it does, which it, I really like and appreciate. I, lo- I love the pictures that they'll have with her, like doing that pose of the mm-hmm. um. Uh, what's the famous uh ad with the girl in the bandana? Oh uh, um. Has we're gonna we're gonna like we're gonna get it's yeah it's uh, we man we're gonna get we're gonna get ridiculed yeah we do, we really Sh- do. Shirley or Sh- yes Chelsea you know, you, know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> the red bandana tied up uh, shirt strong Sue yeah <laughs> mission <laughs> yeah is it Mary Sue no it's not Mary Sue Mary that's Sue a, is a, a derogatory yeah. term no, Mary <laughs> Sue yeah no it is but um yeah she has that whole idea going about her and like no, I we said, can I, do it. I know that she says we can do it. Yeah, and then I think she's just really grown and like has shown like very good improvement in the ring. And you know, if she if she were to get her hands on that money in the bank briefcase, I would not be too upset about it, man. I think think uh, she'd be fine with it. Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, 
we'll go through the rest of the show and then we'll, we'll we'll look at who is qualified so far for the money in the bank and then we'll talk about it. Uh I don't have too much left in the show really just the uh the the Triple H stuff. Uh, do you have anything yes. else from the show? So um, we can save that for our main event and then go ahead who, who do we got qualifying from for money in the bank? Yeah, just from the show Sheamus squash another guy which like he's just doing that. I, like the squash matches are effective but like let's get moving as far as do you like do do you uh, i think we've talked about this before squash matches or like if they went away would you be okay with that um i would be fine with it but i think that squash matches uh can be very effective and if used seldomly like i think they did it really well with braun Strowman when he first was on his own where they would put him up against one guy he would literally obliterate and then he put him up against two guys and he'd just obliterate them yeah. So I think that's the way. But once you do it week after week after week, it the point has been made. We know True. that this guy can beat this guy. So Sheamus, how come? Why not uh, Sheamus go up against a guy like Shelton Benjamin, right? Like a veteran True. that like maybe gives him a little bit of run, but then bro kick done. Like so, squash matches are effective, but too often used right now in WWE, in my opinion. I agree with that for sure. Um, Rosie the Riveter. By the way, oh, Rosie there the, it is. Rosie yeah, River. I knew, I knew um, it was like alliteration, like, like <laughs> name the but, blank. Yeah, but I agree with you. I mean, I think especially like when you look at what happened with Rowan to where it got so deep to the point where it's like, well, we're just gonna keep putting this guy in squash matches, but we don't really have an idea after that. Yes. So yes, what's going exactly. on with him right now is gonna end up you know, burning out and well, turning yeah, shit. Look what a lot of times what happens, like one loss then derails them permanently. True. So I think, I think putting a guy in a very good, effective match, like Apollo, for example, had a 30 minute match with Aleister Black that he lost. Mm-hmm. That match did more for him than a squash match would have done for him. hundred percent. So yeah, that's just my opinion on it. But besides that, uh, the qualifiers right now for money in the bank, we'll go women's and then we'll go men's. So women's, right now we have Oscar, Shayna Baszler, okay. Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and then uh, this week it's Mandy Rose or Carmella qualify for the uh, the Money in the Bank. So I think that's the last spot between. Okay. Because then we'll have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven, I think, is usually the spot. Six so seven, Carmella. Mandy Rose or Carmella, depending. So you on. think? I'm, I'm asking who you think. Oh, Carmella well, I think. Or... Um, I think yeah. I think you'll see Carmella win that because uh, I think you'll see uh, some interference from Sonya or Dolph to okay. help uh, Carmella, not help Carmella, but just not let Mandy win to aid in the losing of Mandy Rose. Correct. Right. Correct. Um, so I don't know if you want to talk about your early favorites for that before we make our actual predictions. Is is that something you want to touch on? Or you want to leave that for the prediction show? Let's leave it. Let's leave it. Okay. I don't want to give you any ideas. Oh yeah, I'm gonna really steal. Hey, you're the one losing to me so far in our pay-per-view predictions contest. So I don't want to hear that. Hey man, um, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you 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 stop talking. Bring me out. You take that back. <laughs> um. So then the men's we have uh. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, Apollo Crews, King Corbin, and then this week on SmackDown, it's Otis or Dolph Ziggler. And I think that one is 
you see, I think that one of Otis or Mandy will make it. So I don't know, but maybe hmm. they both won't. Maybe that's, ah, no, no, I'm going to lean that way now. No, they both don't make it. They both get screwed. And then we have a mixed tag at Money in the Bank with Mandy and Otis versus Sonya and Dolph. But, but then so Dolph's Dolph would be in, in the Money in the Bank and in the, maybe oh, they both. Right. Yeah, I don't know, but maybe. <laughs> maybe they both well, the lose. reason I'm confused is because Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, Apollo Crews, King Corbin. That's six, if you include. So there has to be one more. Because if the seven, for, if women have a seven, they wouldn't make the men only have six, would they? No, I guess probably, maybe, oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe well, we just get, maybe we get no contest. Maybe they both win. So here's, here's what I'm going to say. I think that you'll see Dolph win, but then okay. during the Money in the Bank, this isn't the prediction, but look, I... If you pick Dolph Ziggler to win the Money in the Bank, like go go for it. But um, <laughs> I think you'll see Otis come down and take him out of that match, or vice versa, whichever one works. Okay. Maybe maybe but, Otis wins and then Dolph like screws him royally, so you get a bigger fuel for that fire. You know. Fair but, enough. So though, but I you could see someone I guess like Andrade make the Money in the Bank. I wouldn't be surprised with the the emphasis that have been placed on that faction lately. Maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like it has to be a raw guy, right? I guess it could. It's three and three right now, so maybe they just do six. I don't know. What, how is it for the women? Is it four and three? Four it's raw, four three. three. It's, it's four for. Um, actually, no. It's it's four for SmackDown. Mm, no, 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 no. You're, no, no. Wait, am I have this right? Oscar, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Nia. That's, Brooke, that's. Lacey Evans. No, they did. They both have six. So yeah, no. Okay. It is six. Yeah, so it's three okay. and three. So no, that's Otis and Ziggler is the last. So one of them will have to be in. Correct. Sorry guys, this is this is all projected and hearsay at this point. So we're really, (laughs) really stretching it. So we'll see. We'll see what comes out of that. That that is a match that I'm excited to go over for next week since we're both kind of um, unsure of how that will play out. That's dude, that's so, why I like, I, that's honestly why money in the bank is probably my favorite. Uh, yeah. Non big pay-per-view of them all, mm-hmm. because it's like the Royal rumble. You can make a huge star. And every year, I really don't know. There's been a couple years where you could tell who has the favorite, but like, especially this year, man, I got no idea who's gonna, <laughs> who's gonna take this one. So, Hey, we'll, we'll see. Very good. Very good. Um, I think that we, End the show with the celebration of Triple H, the game. It's been 25 years with him in the company. Are you going to spit some water? <laughs> are you going to spit some water for us? <laughs> or are you just taking a drink? I don't know what you were. Okay, that, I was, was, like... that was like, I didn't even realize it. No, I'm not spitting water. For our audio answers, for our audio answers, Evan took a perfectly timed <laughs> sip of his water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and a little bit at the end too, but <laughs> but we're celebrating uh, 25 years of the game. So really we're just going to talk a little bit if, about if you didn't do that as a as a kid and as a wrestling fan, I don't know who you are. If you oh yeah, at one 100%. time, like just take a swig of water and then just, <sighs> and just ah. yeah, yeah, dude, hundred percent. Like you can't <laughs> like there's no way there's no way that like if DX was if like if like if you were a kid during like the, the high times, like you were doing it. Like I remember, like we were doing that in middle school for sure. Um, 
But uh, yeah, well, I mean, we're celebrating Triple H, man. Triple H yeah. is the guy. So they yeah. open up with Triple H. It's actually funny. He walked out with his um, water bottle, yeah. And um, one of the uh, one of the um, one of the uh, stage people or stage hands took yeah. his water, like came by with a mask on his face and took the water bottle from him. So that was really funny. But <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we 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 get Triple H in the rain. Then we get, we, of course, we have appearances by by a physical appearance by Shawn Michaels. And then um, we proceed to get uh, FaceTime calls from Stephanie McMahon, Ric Flair, Road Dog. I think was that it as far as the calls go. I think Ric Flair called back. <laughs> yeah, Ric Flair called. Yeah, Ric Flair did call back. Yeah, yeah. Ric, Flair, Ric Flair did call back. Um, and then we had a physical um, uh, appearance also by Vince McMahon at the end of that. So, what did you think of this celebration, just in general? Um, and and. Yeah, what'd you think of it, man? Um, I I personally really like these offshoot like one time things that they do where they'll just kind of like disassociate from the WWE reality for a little bit. But mm -hmm. this one, man, uh, reports came out that after the, this happened with WWE and the XFL filing for bankruptcy, mm -hmm. that Vince McMahon is has a very uh, screw it, do whatever like kind of attitude right now. And uh -huh. you can tell with that. Yeah. Whole, yeah, like he yeah, was yeah. making references. Like, he oh, was, yeah. He referenced like the Bailey, this is your life segment. Katie mm -hmm. Vick was brought up. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff, man. Like, a lot yeah. of stuff that they, I'm very they went down the. They went down the hole for sure. Uh, I, uh, oh, man. I, 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 I really, I really digged it just because you said, like, it's, it's like, it's something that we know that they were pressed for. And that it wasn't like, you know, we got to make this big, nice thing. It's like, all right, let's throw this together. Like, we don't have to, we don't have to do the big celebration where like someone comes in and ruins it or something like that. Yeah. Or just like we have a bunch of people in the ring. Like we can, we can figure this out. We can introduce the FaceTime calls. Yeah. We can have Vince come down on the ramp for a little bit and just yeah. like talk it out. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was really, really funny and and just like random and and awkward and all of those good things that wrestling is when it's at its yeah. best so yeah. uh i really yeah i really dug it i thought it was pretty cool oh yeah i was a big i i would have preferred it not close the show but <laughs> at the same time you know you take what you can get i thought it was funny i thought it was and i think right now especially like take your chances do whatever right. you gotta do and I, honestly, there are some there are certain guys that you can always bring back, and I'll never be tired of seeing. And Triple H mm -hmm. is probably definitely one of them. One of them. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Uh, love, love trips. Uh, yeah. It's time to play the game. Okay, let's 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 talk about this for one second, though. All right, let's do um, it. Triple H, I think, has the best arsenal of entrance music of any WWE superstar ever, in my opinion. Because you have the original, like uh, his original theme. Like we have Degeneration X theme. We can group mm -hmm. that in with him. Which yeah. is iconic. And then you have like I think it's called It's Time, where yeah. that's his original. Like the, everyone loves that theme. And then honestly, my favorite wrestling theme of all time is the game. Like time to play the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's. I think that's like it's like his whole just. For anyone, we'll we'll get into this and in list later on. Growing <laughs> up, Triple H was my favorite wrestler because oh, yeah. he was the one. Like his hair, his he was huge. His he was just like a wrestler, you know, like just going to kick some ass, man. Like and 
he just all like that that theme song is that same like the, the spit of the water like he always yep. just put extra emphasis on the details like that mm-hmm. and then he had the king of kings entrance too which i thought was just yep. like that one was like the if the game like that entrance is like tip top that mm-hmm. one is a little bit below it because like it's so like overtly yeah. <laughs> wrestling like behold the king, <laughs> the king of kings. <laughs> it's great. It's great because like when you have like when you're able to like he has and talk about it like you're like working with Motorhead, you know, yeah. and like you can get these fantastic just like work these awesome things and I think they're really yeah. cool. I think that's true and we'll definitely talk about because we'll probably do an episode. We go through our favorite interests and our favorite superstars interests, oh, yes. um, but I think that I would say that's 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 pretty good, man. I mean, he definitely has he's he's definitely one of the the higher that I can think of. Yeah. Um, that's that's definitely a good point for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, but let's uh, let's just as we kind of like wrap up here, your favorite Triple H moment. I mean, that was your favorite yeah. wrestler growing up, so yeah, I'm sure. sure you have a favorite moment or yeah. a rivalry or or some of that nature. Fill us in, man. Yeah. So. Triple H, like I said, was my favorite growing up. And I remember distinctly um, his WrestleMania 22 feud with John Cena. Yeah. And um, I don't know why I thought he was so good in that, but I did. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he, like, that's when people started to turn on Cena. And yeah. I think Triple H had a big part in that because Triple H was starting to turn back into, like, he was a bad guy for so long when he was, mm-hmm. like, 2000 i would say one to like 2005 when he was with evolution he was the champion for most of that time so people i just think grew tired of him but he was also so good like at that. like yeah. he, he was just like perfect for it but then he went away and then came back and then cena beat him and i remember being very upset as a kid like very very upset <laughs> but it was a great match but my favorite triple h moment growing up was um wrestlemania 27 triple h versus the undertaker uh-huh. and um I don't know why this one sticks out so much because I just remember the vignettes playing of the, mm-hmm. they show this cabin in the woods and like they kept showing it and showing it and everyone was like, oh, it's the Undertaker. Like it's it's going to be the Undertaker to come out of there. And uh, yeah, I believe it was the Undertaker that came out of there and he just popped out, you know, and uh, came down the ring one time and before he could even say anything, Triple H's music hit. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't seen Triple H in a while, um, but he just stared him down and looked at yeah. the WrestleMania sign and you knew like, Hey, he's coming back. He's going to beat him for Shawn Michaels. He's going to do all this. Like it was just a really easy story to tell. And then mm-hmm. the match they had, uh, I have never been more bought into a false finish than when triple H <laughs> did, he yeah. did, like, he did like this. And then he hit undertaker with a tombstone mm-hmm. and like covered him and did the whole, like, ah, like, everything and then the undertaker kicked out and like triple h just like crawled into the corner and mm-hmm. was like like just so astonished and that match was just honestly like really really good and i think the end of that he had him in the triangle hold and triple h had a sledgehammer yes. and was ready to like bring it down and then he it, he dropped it and just like tapped out but yeah that that was my favorite like just because it was just like old-fashioned like you took out my friend, so I'm coming after you. Like, drag him out, brawl. And then Triple H, I thought, was going to beat him. He hit him with a tombstone. Yeah. Um, JR's call, I'll never forget. <laughs> JR was like, he's like, no, 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 it's too much. And he hit it. And then, like, uh, he like covered him. He did, like, he did everything. He did, like, the, and, like, and they just kicked out. Cause, mm. like, you, I've never seen The Undertaker do his, yeah. like, over the chest and then do the tongue and someone kicks out. 
and then the Undertaker Somebody kicked out. out. Right. And it was the fact that too, you, they I never seen anyone steal the Undertaker's tombstone and actually do it. I've seen people mm-hmm. attempt to steal it. Yeah. But like he just picked him up, put him down, and he looked at the camera. He's like, "It's over." I'm like, "Triple H's gonna beat the Undertaker." I'm like, "No way!" I'm like, "My guy!" And then nope, kicked out. That's my guy. He kicked out, and he lost. But and then if we want to talk about even continuing that into the Hell in a Cell match with uh, another great fall with the Sweet Chin music into a pedigree. Oh yeah, for sure. So, uh-huh. but WrestleMania 27, Undertaker Triple H is probably my favorite. It's close second would be uh, Undertaker. Uh, I think it's Armageddon. Undertaker Batista Hell in a Cell. Is another really that is Armageddon. Another yeah. really good one. That was the, like, the blow off of their feud, but yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, How about you? That's awesome, man. Uh, for me, I I was I was always a big Triple H fan too. I don't think he was. I don't think there was ever a point where he was my my favorite on the roster. But I always did like really buy into him and what he was doing. Like I love DX. DX was awesome. I had DX shirts. I got I got in trouble for wearing DX shirts at school. <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> um it, it 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 was it was it was a good time back then. I really like I think you were saying you like kind of like the more I, I really like when he's being a dick and he's trying to yeah. keep people down. Like like with Daniel Bryan. Um, oh, that's, that's another, oh, I completely forgot about that. That that I think that might be because that's when I was getting back into things. Yeah, that might be my favorite moment, just because it is so like you have gone from um, Hunter Hearst Helmsley to Triple H, the King to all these things. And now you're like in this corporate setting where like you're yeah. keeping people down. You're the man now, and you're keeping people down. I I and and I think that whole thing um really really worked out well i mean because i think he he won the champion he won the championship at he won he 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 won his match at wrestlemania 30 did he not triple h right no because he, he faced brian in the opener oh you're right yeah okay so he loses, he loses he loses he loses to brian in the opener and then brian beats orton and batista later yes. on as well well yeah, right then, exactly and that's a that's a really great i completely forgot about that era from triple h but yeah you'll never i'll never forget uh the fans storming the ring and Daniel the fans coming to ring on that, yeah. yeah on that, was that Bryan, a raw or something raw. like that? Yeah. yeah. Daniel Bryan is just like, like, come on, Hunter. Like, what mm-hmm. are you gonna do? And like, Stephanie's like holding him Occupy back. Occupy Raw, bro. Yeah, and he's like holding him back. He's like, you want it? You want your match? You're on. And yeah. he just like throws it, and like it yeah. was just like, oh, like that, because that was. You're right. Like Triple H, and he just kept Brian kept goading him, and like kept trying to get him, like because he knows he's a wrestler, he's gonna eventually. And mm-hmm. he finally got him, and he's like, you yeah. know what? I'm gonna end this, and then. But then the other part of that story that people forget was that if Triple H beat Brian, he was going to be in the main event. Right, correct. So and, like, and the whole, yeah, the whole, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because then he was like, like he like looked at Orton and Batista. He's like, "You guys can't do anything." He's like, "I got to do this, and if I win, I'm I'm taking your title." Like, and it was like, and then his whole ego got into the like, mm-hmm. and that's always been something I loved about Triple H is that. Yeah. Yes, does he backstage politic and everything? Probably. I mean, he's married to Stephanie McMahon, so you couldn't. They anticipate him not but right that plays into his character 100 like that is part of the reason triple h is triple h mm-hmm. he's the cerebral assassin <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's part of his gimmick and like the only thing that i could ever really critique triple h on is that mm-hmm. i feel like lately he's been a little too like this match has to be 30 minutes to drag it out like just sometimes his matches just run a little yeah. too long, oh, that's and, but they're most, I, I love this spine buster. Like, yeah. 
I don't know why, like and his, he had the sledgehammer. Like there was just so many parts of triple H as a kid that I was just like, so drawn to. <laughs> and then, like I said, the, the water spitting, I'm not even going to lie, dude. Like how many times I did this and just like <laughs> spit a bunch of water and then did this. And then again, you spit, you got to save a little bit for the end. Cause then when he's looking at the camera, he goes, he has a little bit more. <laughs> don't forget about it either. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I would say that's my favorite moment. Um, as, as, as far as the, the triple H moments go, yes. but I mean, there are a lot of moments. I'm sure you guys out there might have different ones too. So leave us a comment. What are your, your favorite, whether this is the full episode or a clip out portion of the episode, what are your favorite moments from the game? Triple H go ahead and leave us a comment Please. while you, uh, like our video and subscribe to our channel and rate us five stars and write nice reviews. Please do. Um, but as far as as far as that goes, I mean that's it, man. We got through we got through our main event, we got through our, our, our pre-show and our mid card. It was a nice, good episode today. We talked about a lot of good stuff. And hey, we even talked about some non-wrestling stuff. So pretty we're getting pretty uh crazy over here on Nobody's Home. So I just want to yes. thank you all for, for coming along with us and, and and getting involved in this journey. Evan, you got anything for the for the people before we sign off here? Once again, just thank you all so much for you know listening, for watching. Uh, we love the support. We'd love to hear from you. So please comment, uh, rate five stars. You know whatever you got to do, and uh, yeah, reach reach out to us on Twitter if you ever have any questions. We'd be at, at, at go personalized DM like at me whatever. I'll answer whatever. Talk, love talk wrestling. So any or sports, anything you guys want to talk about in general, just you know let hit us up, let us know, and uh, we love the feedback. And again, please just support everything Chase is doing here. He's working his ass off, guys, and uh, he's doing it for you because we just love to have fun, talk to each other, and uh, entertain. So, My dude, Evan. Hell yeah, man. Uh, keep it up, guys. Keep coming and checking us out and hanging out with us. We really do appreciate it. Just like Evan said before, all the shows on the channel, they're going to keep going. They're going to keep going, especially during these times where we're all kind of cooped up and don't have a lot going on. and. And, and we're all focused in. Um, so check this out. Nobody's home. Go ahead and check out our other episodes too. And uh, go ahead and check out our show, The Cheap Seats as well. Evan's been on it before. He'll be on it this week as well. So uh, come come check us out. Come hang out with us. We're uh, up top. Plenty of seats underscore on Twitter. Plenty of seats on Instagram. And then both of our personal Twitters are down below our names. So you can you can find us there. Pretty different. Not very different than our names. Um just a couple of differences there. Uh, but thanks a lot for coming to check us out again. If you're listening to us on audio, rate us five stars on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, whatever you can. If you're watching us on YouTube, just give us a like, subscribe to the channel. Open up your Apple Podcasts or your Spotify and just give us a nice like or some five stars. Yes. That'd, be, that'd be really appreciated too. So thanks for doing all you guys too. Thanks for coming along with us for this episode. And we're going to see you next week. So... If you're ever looking for some place to go when you're you're not sure, join us in the cheap seats because there's plenty of room. Have a good one, guys. Thanks.